great podcast today. A ton of laughs on the way. Stand by. It's Friday. Brought to you by Relief Factor. Relief Factor will help you with your pain. Now, it doesn't... It, I mean, I'm, this is one of the things I love about these guys. They're not hyping you and saying, it's going to work for everybody. Because it doesn't. I don't know about you, but ibuprofen, Advil, that never works for me. Never. doesn't do a darn thing to cut pain for me. So I didn't think this is work. This, this Relief Factor would work because... It only works for maybe 70% of the population, uh, so it may not work for you. But uh, I didn't think this would work because it reduces inflammation. That never works. It is, I mean, it's a miracle in my life. I can't believe that it works, but it does. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help or to reduce or eliminate pain. It has a feel-better-or-your-money-back guarantee. So try it for three weeks. If, if it works for you, great. You're part of that 70%. 70% go on to order it month after month after they've tried the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Here's the podcast. The best of the Glenn Beck program. There is a mystery afoot. The game's afoot. Uh, there are so many things that now our politicians and uh, our city politicians, state politicians, just cannot figure out. Uh, and I, I brought together two of the, well, the only minds uh, that I can pick on this morning uh, and, uh, and see if we can get something out of their brain. So, you know, I, they're not scholars, but... <laughs> But they have mouths. So here they are, uh, Stu and Pat, uh, mm-hmm. to join me on this on this uh, really fact-finding mission. Mm-hmm. A blue, a blue, a blue uh, ribbon panel. You would you would really say. Um, so there is a there's a problem in uh, grocery stores, uh, and uh, it's that prices are too high, and uh, and and people are having a hard time making <clears throat> ends meet. And so the uh, mm-hmm. the president is doing something about it. And uh, yesterday, uh, he, he talked about the people who are suffering from high inflation. Uh, and uh, he, he called out, the, uh, he called out the, uh, the villain in this whole thing. What is the cause mm-hmm. of grocery stores charging more for their products? Mm. Ooh, uh, I would say inflation due to government spending. Okay, now remember, this is not an educated pen. None of us have doctorates or degrees or anything else. Mm. Okay, mm. Pat, I you know I was gonna I was gonna guess maybe the the high cost of gasoline because the food is being delivered and it costs more to to deliver it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So the just the mm-hmm. cost of everything mm-hmm. uh, that has gone <laughs> up. Okay, no, I'm sorry, you're both <sighs> wrong. Uh, it is the grocery store. Um, abusing and overcharging their shoppers. So that's according to President. Really? That's, wow. Yeah, according wow. to President Biden. So all right. Huh. Now here's a here's another mystery. Another mystery. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there is an uptick in Washington State of uh, car thefts. Mm. It's uh yeah it's mm. up over five hundred percent. It's five hundred and three percent increase in car thefts hmm. in Washington State. They can't figure out exactly. I mean, they have a theory, but I want to see if it's the mm. same theory that you guys have. What is causing the uptick 
of uh, car thefts in Washington State. Is it uh, is it rampant crime brought on by maybe too light of sentences that are dished out to felons? Mm. Okay, that's a good mm. guess. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. What about economic desperation by the citizens of these communities mm. where the economy's been ruined? Wow, okay. Uh, no, you guys aren't even... No, uh, it is uh, the fault of uh, Hyundai and Kia. Um, and the, they're considering... Uh, <laughs> the car companies? A, hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they, the, the state would like it uh, to the, have the federal government uh, force them to recall all of those cars because they're just too easy to break into. Um, <laughs> so Really? Because, I mean, I've, yeah. I've walked by cars wow. and, you know, huh. lots that have their windows open, and, and I don't steal them, even though they probably would be easy to steal. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that because I don't want to commit crimes. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not a crime if you're just sharing everything, you know. It's just, yeah. We're just sharing. Okay. Also, what kind of Pollyanna now, it, are you? I mean, that's just, that doesn't even make sense, too. Really? You yeah. don't want to, to steal the, the car. Really? It's right. better with you. Okay. And by the way, it also has nothing. Let me just tap down this uh, disinformation here. Uh, the uh, new state law in Washington that limits police pursuits mm-hmm. uh, that uh, took place, uh, that, that has nothing to do with it. It is the car manufacturer, mm-hmm. and again, it is the grocery store. So we're on, you know, we're not, we're not batting a thousand here. Uh, in no. fact, we're not batting anything. Uh, mm-hmm. We're striking out. Uh, now, pharmacy closure in uh, a, quote, crime-ridden neighborhood in Boston. Mm. What is causing this in Boston? Well, you said it, the crime-ridden neighborhood, right? If, the, mm. if these people who mm. are working at the stores had their yeah. stuff stolen, that the employees are Stu, threatened. Do you have, you have any, I mean, Pat, do you have anything that you could throw on? I mean, this guy didn't uh, really did make Did they run out of uh, pharmaceuticals? Did, okay. Yeah. Maybe no, they didn't have No, enough. but that's a good guess. Yeah. That's a good uh, guess. Mm-hmm. But it's, no, it's racism. massive shortages. Mm-hmm. What was it, Glenn? Yeah, no, Ra- it's, it's racism? just Racism. It's racism. Oh, wow. It's racism. So they don't like uh, to take money from uh, black people in well, this particular no, pharmacy? Just, or? Here's, I mean, Ariana Presley uh, from Massachusetts uh, said that uh, it's not the criminal elements that are directly responsible or the, the you know, the leftists that uh, you know, champion the unrest in the streets and mm-hmm. everything else. It's uh, the businesses themselves that are pulling up the stakes um, because not because of ruin, but because of racism. Mm. And I don't think she needed to explain any more than that, any deeper. Well, it's important um, to, to know what Ariana Presley has to say, because I think she's the sister of Ayanna Presley, the congresswoman. Yeah, and I love both of them. I really do. Now, <laughs> the whole Presley uh, family yeah, is uh, really one of my favorites. Elvis, yeah. Elvis was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was great. Um, okay, Priscilla. so Denny's. Is now leaving Oakland. Mm-hmm. Now leaving Oakland. My they gosh. don't know why. You know, Glenn, these healthy eating keto diets, people just aren't in, in the mood for pancakes They're anymore. Not in, and that's why they have right, to leave. Right. Oakland, no, very healthy city. <laughs> yeah, well, they have the super bird, which is very healthy. If it wasn't for all the butter and everything else on it. But mm-hmm. uh, Pat, any. <laughs> Uh, I would, you know, I'd have to guess because I think you put your finger on it when you introduced this in a high crime area. Mm. Is it all the crime yeah. that has caused <laughs> Why would you them say to... that? It is, is it, you're saying that because it's in a minority area? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I was it's saying a, it because you mentioned it was a high yeah, crime see. neighborhood. You have um, proved their point. It is racism. Oh, wow. Now, wow. fentanyl, mm-hmm. fentanyl, mm-hmm. Uh, apparently... 
drug use has gone through the war, uh, roof, uh, and overdose deaths from uh, uh, you know uh, synthetic opioids driven by fentanyl uh, has jumped 533 <clears throat> percent in uh, in Oregon. And mm. uh, and what do you suppose uh, caused that? The rain. I think it was probably the rain. People are so Good depressed by See? yeah, it by, by the weather learn. there in in Oregon yeah. that they've they've yeah. got to be on That's fentanyl to weird. get through it. Yeah, because I was going to say open yeah. borders, the China just manufacturing this stuff, seemingly mm. targeting our, our people. Oh, what's next? Uh, what's next? You're going to bring up that they oh oh you know, and they also legalized all drugs as well. I, mean, I that was I was going to get a... to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My no? gosh. My gosh. No, uh, no. Uh, they still haven't found a reason uh, for that one, but they're very concerned. They're very concerned about it. Uh, so and it by the way, the those rain. are not. It could be the rain. So I could have been right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mystery at this point. Uh, now, um, you know, they're not really overdoses um, because the, these are illegal drugs. So it's not like, hey, man, I got some fentanyl for you. I got it at the pharmacy as they were giving their big going out of business sale okay uh these are these a lot of these are drugs that are just laced with fentanyl uh this would be called uh, not a drug but poison which would then make the people selling that and bringing it across the border murderers mm. not over prescribers so i just mm -hmm. again i'm it's old tiny theory thing. yeah yeah, we're, yeah, I'm a doctor, but they're not a doctor. So uh, uh, so we don't really know if that's true at all. You know, does it, does it get to a point at any time where people just stand up and go, this is bullcrap? For instance, yesterday, did you see Joe Biden working and, 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 uh, and consoling the parents of people who have lost a family member, Gold Star families, and he actually again said, uh, you know, I understand what you're going through. My son died in Iraq and nobody said anything. And I thought to myself, when will a gold star family say, Mr. President, your son died in a hospital in America from cancer, not from being wounded or killed in Iraq. He died of cancer. Don't insult us. When is somebody going to just say that to him? Oh. It's how can it not have? I mean, we've heard some rumblings that these families have been upset, but I don't after think the fact, yeah. after the fact, oh, that, after the yeah. fact, yeah. Mm -hmm. I but want somebody. It needs to, to, to be said to his face. face. It needs to be. And I will say this: like we <clears throat> we can put this on Gold Star families if we want. I mean, they're dealing no, no, with very no, no, difficult no. things. No, 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 no. But how about a damn journalist? Yeah, asking somebody. It? How about Somebody. next time you get Joe Biden for a sit-down interview? Your first question is, why do you keep saying your son died in Iraq? Yeah. And let's say this, too. Even if he did, even if he had died in Iraq, it's not about you. Right. It's not about you. And and he makes it about him every single time. Every Incorrectly. time. You could Incorrectly. Say, you could say, I, I know, I, I, can, I can imagine what you're going through. I lost my son at an early age as well. It was mm -hmm. from cancer, but it... it, it I know and that would be appropriate. It doesn't compare. And that mm -hmm. would be appropriate. Yeah. But to say your son died in Iraq uh, and I know how you're feeling, it is so insulting. It's incomprehensible. So insulting. He's not getting called out by this. I mean, every single mm -hmm. like he keeps doing it. How yeah, many of these stories? Pat, we went over this one day. How many stories has this guy told that the mainstream media 
has corrected yeah. numerous times. Yes. But they don't ask him about it. They don't go to him and Never. say, Mr. President, you keep telling a story about your Amtrak experience that everyone knows is false. Why do you keep doing it? Right. The Xi Jinping story that he tells over and over but and over. Won't. Not true. But you know what? Those, to me, uh, don't matter as much as, no, it's true. The, as the Gold Star family. As the yeah. Gold Star family. That yeah. one is just so unbelievably callous and offensive. Despicable. That, and, it, and it wouldn't be the same as a journalist saying that uh, to his face as it would be a grieving father or mother mm-hmm. who he mutters that to. I mean, I, I think America would cheer at that. I really do. I really do. The media wouldn't. But I think Americans would say, good, yeah. good. He yeah. deserved that. Somebody finally he said it. Yeah. yeah. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So let me start with this. The United States Capitol Police yesterday determined upon the completion of an investigation that there was no evidence that a crime had been committed by uh, a former congressional Democrat staffer. He filmed himself engaging in a sex act with another male inside the Senate hearing room on Capitol Hill. He's not going to be criminally charged. I, you know what? I, what do you say about that? I, I mean, do we have a law against... I mean, did we need a law ever against filming yourself having sex in the Senate hearing room? I mean, I, get, I doubt it was the first time, uh, but, the, it, well, I mean, they pro- it probably happened before, um, but, but, uh, but, but nobody dared film it and were proud of it. Uh, you, how are you going to send this guy to jail? For what? For what? You want to pass a law? Great. But see, this is why Adam said this, this, this system of government won't work for an irreligious and immoral society because you have to make all the laws. This never happened out in public, at least. We never knew about it, at least, because people knew they'd be shamed. This guy, I bet you, is a hero on the left. I bet this guy is like, oh, man, you're the guy who had sex and filmed it. That's why this country cannot remain free if we don't self-regulate ourselves. We have uh, Mike Lee uh, in the room with me here in, uh, in Georgia. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. So t- your thoughts on? Well, first of all, you totally threw me off there by suggesting it's probably happened before. Just let me live in this blissful <laughs> ignorance where this is the only time it's ever happened. Right. And I, I have hearings in there every week. And fortunately, it was not at my desk. It was not at the place yeah. where I sit. So let's just uh, leave it at that. Now that you assume... said that, it might be at your desk. Oh, just no, 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 just no, take no, the Clorox chance, wipes nope. and wipe everything down. Not going to happen. No, it's, 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 it's very clean. Didn't happen anywhere else. I, I'm very, very glad that that's the only time it's ever happened. Hope it never <laughs> happens again. Here's what I can't figure out, though. Why in the Sam Hill did they not have cameras that caught this happening before it occurred? This is a fairly secure room. There are security cameras everywhere. I, I, I don't quite understand how it got to this point. That doesn't make it anybody else's fault other than the people who did it. But it's strange. They have cameras in that room. Oh, yeah, that's right. They brought their own. I've, no, but I mean, do, do, they don't have cameras in that room? No, no, they, they do have cameras. They have cameras going into the room, out of the room, in the room, all over the place. And so I, I don't know how this guy thought he was uh, 
I don't know how he was so dumb as to think he wasn't going to get caught. Well, but he didn't get caught by the cameras. He got caught because the cameras he brought right. to film it right. then displayed the, 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 uh, the thing, well, yeah, just the, the event, leave it at the that. event yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for uh, the entire humanity to see on the Internet. So, yeah. Not a, not so a does, this doesn't help uh, me feel that the Capitol Police are getting better at their job. Yeah, okay, but in fairness, this probably occurred either on a weekend or in the middle of the night or a combination of the two. And they do have secure entrances and exits, especially during those hours. And so, uh, you know, that particular hearing room probably wasn't a major concern to them. I still would like to know why they didn't notice it first. Yeah, and I'd like to not talk about special entrances and exits while we're talking about this story. Uh, now, Schumer. I walked right into uh, it. You did. You walked right into it. Uh, Schumer uh, says the Ukraine border bill is on track for vote in the Senate next week. You know, this is interesting, Glenn, because there isn't a bill. We don't no, have no, no, a it's, a, it's on track for next week. Yeah, it's on track for next week because he has said it's on track for next week, but there is no it. We still don't have the bill. They've been working on this thing for four months. Four months they've been negotiating it, and we still don't have bill text. When you say they're negotiating it, who is negotiating it? It is a tiny handful of individuals. I, I, I know, for example, that on the border security portion of it, uh, the Primary Republican negotiator is James Langford, and the primary Democratic uh, conference negotiators are Kirsten Sinema and Chris Murphy. Um, I actually don't know who is negotiating the Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, miscellaneous supplemental aid funding portion of it. I assume that, uh, uh, that, that, that it's the top Republican and the top Democrat on the Appropriations Committee. But they've never been clear on what's in that or exactly who's in charge of that part. But most importantly, Glenn, we don't have the bill. And unless you have the bill, remember, we don't vote on just abstract ideas typically in Congress, or if we ever do, uh, it's it's not a law. When we're passing a law like this one, something that spends $106 billion, funds components of conflicts occurring in three different remote locations on the planet, and then undertakes a massive overhaul to our immigration laws, perhaps the most significant of its kind in a generation. Those are not abstract concepts. We can't vote on those. Under Article 1, Section 1 and Article 1, Section 7, you can't make abstract concepts into a law. It doesn't work. Well, they'll, they'll, give you a, they'll give you the law, yes. it'll just, and they'll give you about two hours to read it. Right, and that is the problem. You have to have the same language, the exact same language, passed by the House and by the Senate and then presented to the president. We still don't have that language. So if you give that to us at the very last minute, remember, um, this stuff does not read like a fast-paced novel. (laughs) And this is sufficiently complex. I will not be surprised if it's hundreds of pages long. Uh, And it, it takes time. Even if it were only, I don't know, 100 pages or so, which for all this bill does would surprise me a bit, but even if it's quote-unquote only that, immigration law in particular is tricky. Lots of cross-references mm-hmm. in a bill like that. It's going to take at least a few weeks for us to understand it. At least a you know, bare minimum would be like a week or two. 
So here's what I'm concerned with. The president keeps saying, you know, I ju- I've been asking. I need the money and I need the, the powers to do it. Um, I'm not for special powers, emergency powers going to the White House. I don't care if it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden. No more special emergency powers. Enough is enough. Is enough is enough. Uh, is there any any reason that he needs extra powers to be able to solve the border? All right. This is a good question. Look, there are things in the immigration code that would be good to tune up. It would probably be good to clarify certain things to make it easier for presidents moving forward to secure the border. That isn't the question. The question is, what does this bill to do to accomplish that? And what else does this bill do to offset whatever good might be in it? And that is where I have the problem. A problem that is compounded by the fact that the President of the United States currently has authority to stop the border crisis. Now, they may not be the most elegant tools around. They might not be the tightest. But he has the exact same statutory framework available to him that Donald Trump had when he secured the border uh, while he was still in office. Remember, he had massive border surges. That's when the cartels really started Mm -hmm. cooking up their human trafficking business, which, by the way, travels on the same chassis with the same people as the drug trafficking business. Those people that they've uh, trafficked into the country over the last few years, they've brought in enough fentanyl to kill every American several times over. Anyway, he has the same authority. Now, some people will say, oh, well, no, no, that's not true. That's not true because Donald Trump was using Title 42. Title 42 was based on the COVID pandemic. That's missing the point. He fixed most of the problem. Almost entirely fixed by the time COVID was even a thing. He's got the authority. Moreover, uh, uh, all these authorities that they're abusing, asylum law, immigration parole authority, uh, deferred removal authority, they are all discretionary powers given to the executive branch that you can meet out under certain circumstances. But they're all may, shall. They don't have to give anyone asylum, not one person. They can shut down the entire asylum program when they find that we can't keep up with it. He's got the power now, and we're sending the false message by having this discussion that this is for want of adequate legislative authority. That's false. And how much money are we giving to Ukraine at the same time? This is going to be $106 billion in this bill from what we're told. About $62 billion of that will go to Ukraine. Of that sum, $11.75 billion will be set aside just to fund Ukraine's civil government. It's civil servants their pensions, and things like that. Now, I've raised questions about this. Why are we doing that? And how long does that buy us? A year. We're funding their entire government's budget, their payroll soup to nuts. We're funding it for an entire year. I asked my colleagues, why would we want to do that? Why, why is that our thing to do? The answer was, well, fighting a war is expensive, and they need a government while they're fighting a war. That's the kind of thing that substitutes these days, apparently. You know, I could understand that if it was World War II and we were doing it for England, where we were both in declared war, they were our allies. Maybe, maybe with some sort of of vote in Congress and debate that that's what we were going to do. 
this isn't a war we're in. This is... Right. We, we have not declared war. We are not combatants in this war. And they're not the most important ally. No, no. And they are also two countries that have, let's just say, had a fairly long history of conflicts against each other. Now, don't get me wrong. Putin, bad guy. And I, yeah, yeah. I would like Ukraine to be free. But this is not something that's particularly new. These guys hate each other. There are a lot of con- conflicts. They, they, they do that sort of thing. We can't fight every war all the time. If we do that, uh, we're going to create a lot of problems. And every time we do this, you increase the progressive cause. You increase the total level of government funding with a war. That doesn't go away. All right, let me change subjects. 26 attorney generals have now demanded Biden and the UNRWA the funding uh, that we now found uh, that 10% of the people that work for this had ties to terrorism. Some of them actually participated in the Palestinian terrorism of October 7th. Well, of course they did. I mean, look, the only thing that's shocking about that number is that it's that low. And the only reason it's that low is that they're not taking into account all of the true problems with UNRWA. Look, Glenn, UNRWA has for decades been running schools that teach young children, little kids in their classes, that they need to kill Jewish people, that they, uh, in their words, we need to stab them with knives and run over them with cars. They they are teaching hatred. So um, Donald Trump cut the funding. Yes. We cut the funding. And Joe Biden brought it back. Uh, he's also yesterday, let me see here, yesterday, um, he imposed sanctions on four Israelis from the, uh, from the West Bank, if you will. Um, the reason I'm not really sure, they say that they just had uh, thrown rocks and uh, clubs at uh, Palestinians in the disputed territories of the West Bank uh, that they had threatened to kill people, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and you know, I, I want those people to you know go to jail, and and you know, bad behavior on either side is bad behavior. However, the president has now said that uh, they have to be debanked here in America. They lose their visa, and they're not allowed to come into America at any time. Did we do this for Palestinians that? had thrown rocks or said bad things if if we had done that it would have made news and it didn't happen because there has been no news to that effect sometimes i really want president biden and his administration to pick a horse and ride it he pretends to be the friend of israel but then when he goes and does stuff like this it makes me wonder he's a little bit like the guy who insists on buying a humidifier and a dehumidifier and putting them in the same room to let them have it out this makes Absolutely no sense. I don't know what he's getting at here. On the UNRWA thing, though, I think it's high time for us to have a conversation as a country. I think Congress needs to make sure that this happens. UNRWA is a creation of the United Nations. It's a United Nations agency. Glenn, I can't name a darn thing that the United Nations does that I don't find pretty troubling. I certainly can't think of a darn thing that they do, knowing that we're the by far the largest contributor to the UN. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about $20 billion a year. What do we get out of that? 
And by contrast, what do they do to undermine us and our allies like Israel? A lot. It's time to defund the U.N. Chip Roy and I both have bills in the House and the Senate, respectively, uh, in order to do that. It's time to defund the U.N. I agree with you. I think that's going to be hard to do in the current circumstances. However, I think current circumstances are going to change. There is a huge change coming to the world soon. It just depends which way it swings. You know, um, we have absolutely destroyed Boeing, one of the greatest engineering uh, firms in the world. Um, we've, they've destroyed themselves, quite honestly. Um, and they care more, care more about wokeness, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there's something else going on with the uh, FAA, the, the tower control people, the people who are actually making sure that our planes don't hit each other. Um, there's a problem there, Mike? Yeah, there's a problem in that they're violating federal law and uh, because it's government entity uh, also going against the Constitution. We have provisions of the Constitution and we also have laws that say that you can't treat people differently on the basis of race. Uh, absent very unusual circumstances where, where there's a bona fide occupational qualification. Uh, you're casting somebody for a role in the play and it's a government actor and uh, they need to be of a particular background, because that's what the character is. Absent that, race should never factor into the equation. It's, it's not something that uh, we use to hire people or not hire them. And so when they do this, it causes problems, and it ha- carries ramifications in, for in safety. In what ways? I have 60 seconds. In what ways? If, if it's just race, but they have the same qualities as somebody else, why is this making our air less safe? Well, because the FAA specifically has adopted criteria designed to make sure that they uh, are, are not hiring people who have the same qualifications. That's the problem. Now, if it were used only as a tiebreaker, that's a different thing. But it's not here. They, they've, they've come up with this set of criteria designed to make sure that they're not making these decisions on the basis of time-honored criteria that determine your qualifications. I got to tell you, I think my great-grandchildren will not believe that we had air travel the way we have it now if we don't turn this around. As I said years ago, hey, you'll learn your lesson when airplanes start to fall out of the sky. Well, we're there, gang. We're there. Thank you, Mike Lee, Senator from Utah. You're listening to the best of Glenn Beck. Need a little more? Check out the full show podcast. Hello and welcome to Friday. It's the Glenn Beck program. Bridget Fetessy is joining us. She's a spectator uh, uh, com- uh, columnist and a contributing editor there. She's also the host of the weekly dumpster. F- <laughs> Love the name of this. The dumps weekly dumpster fire on YouTube and walk ins. Welcome podcast. Uh, she is somebody that if you've if you've not heard before, she's very, very funny. She is also I would say um, uh, rather new, if you will, uh, to common sense. She used to be way, way left. Uh, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. In fact, she's sobered up about ten years ago. She's with us now. But Bridget, what did you say in my office when I said to you, uh, "You're living"? I can't believe this. You're sober. You've got a child. You're married. Yeah. Uh, you're living in a suburb here in Texas. Remember what you said to me yesterday? Yeah, I, I mean, I just celebrated 10 years. And if you had told me when I, right before I got sober, that I would get sober, I was in Los Angeles wearing hot mm-hmm. pants, 
running yeah. around, you know, being an empowered yeah. female. Right. And if you had told me that I would have ended up in a Texas suburb as a mom, I would have just set, kept on drinking. <laughs> I would have been like, what drugs are you on? Give me more. <laughs> By the way, it's the beginning we haven't mentioned yet. It's the beginning of uh, uh, Black History Month. And uh, so today we salute uh, all of those great leaders uh, in black history, Justin Trudeau. Uh, the former governor of Virginia, <laughs> and our first black president, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Bridget, how are you? I'm going to change my bio to new to common sense. <laughs> 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 Great intro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of true, it don't is, you think? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Um, so I, I, I read your uh, article, I think it was in The Spectator the other day, uh, that uh, said, said, we're too fat for civil war. <laughs> I just love that. Because I was thinking, man, I think we're headed for civil war. And then I see you saying, too fat, way too fat. Can Can you imagine? I mean, you're a history buff. You know yeah. exactly what all of those soldiers during the civil war endured and went through. And oh, my gosh. How yeah. they had to travel with packs for miles and then run uphill into battles yeah. in the rain. <laughs> Do, do, when you look at the stats, it's crazy. The average American, I think it's something I am not. A, someone has to fact check me on this, but I believe if you walk 20 minutes, you're in the upper percentage of Americans who are in shape. We 20 really minutes. Are tur- we're turning in. I'm, I'm chief among them. We're turning into those people on Wally. Yeah. <laughs> They're just sitting in the chairs as like, I don't know, we're putting pack. <laughs> yeah, we are. And people will be online in their, you know, studios and being all, we're headed for a civil war. It's like, have you been to Disneyland trying to imagine all those people <laughs> in combat? It's not happening. The good news is the enemy might run out of ammunition because I don't know if it could penetrate all of our bodies. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, uh, I yeah, just, I, I'm, I'm not seeing I, it. I, I have heard uh, several people kind of say, you know, I think it's time for a civil war. And I just look at them like, are you out of your mind? Have you ever, have you ever seen civil war just on television from other countries? It's never good. Well, uh, what's wrong with balkanizing? Have you seen the Balkans? I don't want to live there. <laughs> but can it's again like play the tape forward for me. Whenever people say this, I need them to play that tape forward. What does this look like? It's not like we just have red states and blue states. Maybe we have blue cities and red states. Is this rural, rural versus urban? Are we, you know? I and I was saying in the piece, what are the letters home going to be like? We lost the battle for the River Ranch Cop. I mean, what are we fighting? How do we, what is it over? How do we know that it's ended? It's, I need, I need people to answer these questions for me. You know, have you heard the people that are like, you know, the problem with the world today (laughs) is modernity. And I'm like, you mean like antibiotics, <laughs> like electricity, heaters, that kind of modernity? Yeah, we've got to go back uh, before modernity, you know, back to a time before the Enlightenment. <laughs> no, I don't think we do. I think you might be romanticizing what it's like to take a crap outside every night. <laughs> It does feel, you know, Instagram is very much has its finger on the pulse of the kind of basic 
person that I am and that most people in America are. And there's a great meme that goes around that's like when you want a homestead, but you also like getting things from Amazon in two days, <laughs> you know, when you're like telling your husband, I'm going to get chickens and I'm going to grow my own food. And he's like, OK, but you still want that. You still want those seeds and yeah. like, you know, by the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I follow somebody. My wife just turned me on to him a couple of months ago. I can't remember what the... Uh, but they're up in Montana, I think. <laughs> and they're, uh, they have eight children. And the children churn the butter. And <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, they have this beautiful house, you know. Uh, and they chose this. They were like, you know what? We're rich enough. Let's make our own butter. I don't, I don't choose that ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it's, it's crazy how people, and it's, it, in some ways it makes sense. I don't trust our food system of anymore. Not the system, but I mean, I don't trust the, I don't trust the big food corporations yeah. anymore. Uh, and, you know, there is a healthy thing to say, we've really screwed this up and this society is not necessarily good, right. you know, um, but you don't just flush the whole thing down. Yeah. And there is a lot of romanticizing. It's, it's very, you know, go read little house on the prairie at the very oh. least or something. I, there was a whole chapter oh. in one of the, the books that's dedicated just to their spring cleaning an entire chapter of the book. Yeah, I know <laughs> there's an entire chapter of the whole book, just about Christmas where they got like a sugar cube. Yeah, I remember reading that to my kids and I'm like, and we, we would just take a couple nibbles off the sugar cube and then we'd put it away for a few days. This is I'm what like, you oh want, guys. No, no, it's not. No, well, we would get not. skinny enough to fight a civil war. <laughs> yeah, for all the wrong reasons, I think. So, uh, so how's motherhood? How's your I child? love it. Um, 21 months. Mm. She's a joy. I. It's so it's so interesting to me how and perhaps this is just getting older, but I spend so much time wanting to be cool and different and edgy and all of these things that I was chasing. And I was sitting in my house looking at seven roofs because I'm in a very basic suburb, which, had again, had you told me I'm very, in a very working class suburb. <laughs> Um, and I'm looking at I all these. I think you could have killed yourself if I would have told you that, <laughs> and that you would be friends with me. You would be. You'd I'd be, be like, dead of I'm a going fentanyl to overdose. 100%. I'm going to Canada for maid. Uh, okay, I just got off myself. But I was looking at this, thinking just how much beauty there is in being basic, as you know, the kind of term is now. And there's so, I feel so content as long as my, and having a relationship that is loving and stable, I, I mean, my biggest asset and superpower, I think, is my husband. He is uh, such a rock for me. And again, if you had ever told me that these words would be coming out of my mouth, I would. Because you were like an uber feminist. I mean, I was, you know, there's all this talk about like, polyamory right now and uh you know this is the media is pushing all of these things that you yeah. know you've got to have and i i was definitely one of those people who tried out oh i was experimental 
you know, I was, I was. You're kind I, of in a. You're very lonely. You don't really have a a team leader or somebody that's <laughs> out there pitching for you. You know, is there? No, there's no one. I mean, am I allowed to say the slut? There's no one. Yeah. There's no you one. You can use the word slut. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's allowed. Um, I'm used to podcasting. We can say anything. Yeah. I. Yeah. I I don't know. When I look at politicians, particularly this election, for example, I don't know who's talking to the reformed sluts of the world. And we <laughs> we are legions. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> but seriously, look at if you again, look at Instagram, which obviously the algorithm is targeting. I'm a geriatric mommy, so it's really targeting <laughs> yeah. me. And but there's again many old elderly moms. <laughs> You're not old and elderly. You're barely seventy. I'm barely uh. seventy. <laughs> but it's you see all these videos that go viral of women doing their like they'll be cleaning and then they'll be doing their club dance. They'll break into their yeah. club dance while they're cleaning, right. or they'll they'll say one of my favorites that goes around is somebody when they're trying to make some some macaroni and cheese and then they flick the macaroni and cheese bag like a, a bag of drugs right. like only druggies would know and it's hilarious and it goes around and I'm, and I'm always like you know the the I do sometimes think the the right has a woman problem because the the rhetoric around woman is women there's a lot of people who used to be party girls who are living in the suburbs now who's right. talking to them on the right and no one's talking to them on the left either because they. Well, I think I'm talking to the. You do. I mean, my parties You're talking were really, to me. really bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm talking to a party girl right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. You are. You're, you're giving me a platform. So, what is it? Ta- what, <laughs> Representation <hang on>. matters, Glenn. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let me take a quick break because I don't. I, do you have the hour you can spend with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there are two kinds of people, uh, I think. Well, there's three kinds of people. There are people that listen to uh, Taylor Swift, and they have become a little, a little obsessive about it. Just a little obsessive about it. Then there are people, like, I fit into this category. I respect her. I don't necessarily listen to her music, so I don't know much. But I think she's a brilliant business person, and I have no problem. And then there's people like Stu. Who are just like, why am I watching you on Sunday during football? Well, that's yes, I am that person. I want to see football on on NFL broadcast. I don't want to necessarily see Taylor Swift. That being said, I'm not anti Taylor Swift. I don't care. Like, no, I I know, you know, I know. But you know, you do. It's it's. I mean, this is brilliant programming. They've taken uh, the NFL and they've merged it with the Hallmark Channel. And that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful combination. It's a love story. Uh-huh. Love. It's, a, it's such uh, an old trope. What that, do you mean? Like the, 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 the jock and the, you know, the cool girl. Like the, the beautiful yeah. cheerleader type and the, and the jock. We've seen so this. So which category are you in? Oh, I think she's a psyop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh. I think. That, I think that is hilarious. I do. I posted a meme the other day on my Twitter feed where you, do you guys remember that everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi meme that went around? It was a book yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. I posted mm-hmm. it with Taylor Swift and it said everyone who disagrees with me is a psyop because it's like the other <laughs> side of this. <laughs> 
Like maybe people just don't agree with you guys, but she I think it's I don't know. I find her very wholesome. She's she maybe it's just as I've become basic. She's wholesome. Uh, she speaks to the suburban moms. Do you guys hate suburban moms? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I don't know if, I mean, in today's world, yes, maybe we hold her up as wholesome. Uh, you know, uh, back, in, back in the good old days of the Salem witch trials, maybe not so much. Uh, <laughs> they were churning butter back then. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. I mean, they this were. is the, this is the trad wife content that always cracks me up. You'll see these like trad wives, and they have a lot of cleavage showing, and they'll be like, "I'm a trad wife." I'm like, I don't think trad wives are showing their tatas on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I call me crazy. I don't. I don't it think is. that's what it is. The we're never good, and we never seem to be able to find the middle. You know, we're we're always one way or the other, and it's like, can can, I mean, are we alone? Uh, is is the majority of America still normal? Yes, I live amongst normies, people in media. Uh, you live in Austin. No, that might be normal I don't. For you. I live in a suburb of Austin, so I do not <laughs> live in Austin because it, it and it is very normal. It is a very normal whole like. It, it's actually crazy. My neighbors brought me brisket. You know, I there. I was reading. I was saying the other day. I know I'm getting older because I was reading the bylaws for my HOA, <laughs> and, and, and that is not the joke. The joke is that I was agreeing with them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there only should be an American flag. <laughs> That's right. I don't want any of these signs. I don't want to know my neighbor's politics, and largely I don't. We make each other cookies and help each other out, and there's a very community feeling to it and that feels normal you know like a, a sense of normalcy and and people have each other's backs and it doesn't it didn't i i came from west los angeles it was insane it was it was like mad max <laughs> there you know okay. it, it was very this is is so different and people i don't know they're they they have football parties and they're it doesn't it oh, yeah. still feels like there is a very large portion of America that's normal. I don't think this election in particular inspires very much passion <laughs> out of anyone. I mean, maybe it's a good I thing. I think there's a lot of people that are passionate. I think there's a lot of passion for and against Donald Trump. That is where right. the passion lies. Like, right. I, there's no passion whatsoever for Joe Biden. I need to meet these people right. who are like yeah, they, passionate yeah. Biden supporters. They must. They they can't be zero percent. Someone exists. Who's Someone's like, got to. Isn't it, her name is Jill? No, I, I honestly think. I don't even think Doctor Jill no. is passionate about it. She's like whatever. Do you? I think though some of this like the psyop stuff is a good example of this like there was a conversion at some point where from the idea that people would post things on the internet to make them popular right they wanted yeah. likes right and like the new twitter algorithm right is interactions it doesn't right. necessarily reward you for being popular or well liked or saying things that people agree with it also rewards you like if you say the dumbest thing on the internet that gets retweeted and mocked 50,000 times. Right. And I feel like now we're kind of at that point where people are like incentivized to just take the craziest stand they can think of because that's what gets you the, the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, unless 
Unless there's a lot of people that actually believe the craziest things they can think of, which in today's world is a real possibility.